You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. After dinner, Minsa, and alhamdulillah, after dinner, Minsa, we have your segments are coming through. But uh, this evening, inshallah, uh, we have Ahmad Mansur Sheikh Imam, member of parliament, just standing in uh, for Abu Bakr Sidat, who is in the Holy Lands. And then we are followed by Anwar Qasim from 8.30 to 9 on his segment. Drive-in with Anwar. Molana Sanim Karim joined us, joined us, uh, joins us on the family room. And we end up with Ibrahim Padachia on Travel Express, uh, welcoming Ahmad Mansur Sheikh Imam and the Ummah with a hearty Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And Ahmed, how are you doing this fine, a beautiful, beautiful evening? Walaikum salam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah, all is well. It's just that a lot of accidents have taken place. A lot of lives have been lost during this uh, festival holiday season uh, from the beginning of December to now over 700 and somewhat about almost 800 people have subsequently died. Many, many more accidents uh, and again, we call on people to be cautious when you're driving, drive during the day, rest during the night. Alcohol seems to be, alcohol recklessness uh, and negligence appears to be the root cause of a lot of the accidents that have taken place. Yeah, but otherwise all is well. Yeah, absolutely, Ahmed. Then when you look at all the different types of scenarios that you faced with as an MP, do you miss being in Parliament and you know asking those pertinent issues and getting perhaps uh, you know you going viral, million, two, three million people watching your clips on TikTok and various other platforms, which you you know you yourself don't even know how popular you are at times, Ahmed. Well, in the life of a politician or a public representative, you know there is no holidays. There is no day and night. Uh, you are expected to be available at all times. An ideal example is the other day, uh, uh, you know, uh, I got a call where a child was found in a pram in a garage. The pram was full of cockroaches and the mother was prostituting. This is how bad the situation is. And somebody took the child away, contacted me. I got hold of the minister who got hold of the provincial department who got hold of Iteguini. And within 45 minutes to an hour, they were there. I waited for them, made sure that they took the child away and attended to the child. The mother was there. The mothers have some mental condition. But these are some of the things that continue every other day. So as public representatives, it's very important that we are available. If you look at this, the, 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 you know, uh, state of our infrastructure, uh, you know, more often than not, people are having electricity outages, they are having water shortages, where there's water leaks, there are problems as far as that is concerned, roads are caving in, uh, and, and, you know, uh, particularly with the kind of weather we've been getting in different parts of the country, ladies with that, that flooding the other day, quite a bit of people affected. So we as public representatives and politicians uh, are supposed to be available 24 hours a day. And I'm not saying that we must not sleep and think, but when there's an emergency, the first port of call should be a public representative. That is why we do what we do and that's why we get paid. But on the issue of parliament, I must agree with you. Yes, you do miss parliament because it's very important. It's where you are able to articulate exactly what is happening. If you look at what happened in parliament, particularly on the issue of Palestine and how opposition political parties were trying to justify what Israel was doing. And every single day, I think every hour, more and more clarity is coming in 
not just from the Muslim community or Palestinian Muslim, but more importantly, from the Jewish communities, from the Christian communities. You can see uh, uh, Reverend Frank Chikane is there. You can see how, you know, they've taken on the South African Council uh, uh, Bishops Conference on, on the statement that was made by the rabbi. Uh, but what is very important, I mean, the Christians, particularly Palestinians, who have decided not to celebrate Christmas in support of all Palestinians. And uh, if you listen to some of the statements, which needs to be articulated through a a parliamentary forum, because this is where many of these politicians whose lives or success depends on, of course, propaganda, false news, like the United States have done. And um, so there's an opportunity there to be able to get out the correct and the right message. And this message coming from what better people, but their very own who's telling you about the atrocities. There is no food aid. There's no water coming in there. Churches have been burnt and blown up. Mosques have been, masjids have been blown up. Uh, Schools have been blown up. Hospitals and clinics, more and more people are coming out and saying, of course, this has nothing to do with Hamas anymore. This is not a war. This is a genocide with a clear intention of ethnic cleansing, getting rid of all the people. It's more an economic war perpetrated by the same evils, the United States of America. There is, I mean, these are the things that need to be articulated and what better platform than at parliament. And lastly, of course, not forgetting the United Nations Security Council, uh, who the U.S. vetoed previously, and now there's an attempt to amend that. But the amendments that are coming in, I can assure you, is clearly deviates from exactly what they want to achieve. It talks nothing, absolutely nothing about the ceasefire. That's the most important thing. It does not talk about it. It talks about food aid, very limited. What's the point in taking in food when they are blowing these, these, these vehicles up and everything else. So, I mean, it's not going to solve the problem. So nothing in the amended resolution, which they were hoping uh, they could achieve, like even Russia has opposed this new amendment and said, no, that's not the solution. We want to ceasefire, you know. So these are some of the things, you know, that's making headlines. But what better platform than Parliament? So, yes, with Parliament being in recess at the moment makes it a little bit difficult not entirely difficult because there are other platforms and avenues. However, what I've observed is some of the reports that are coming in from Al Jazeera and many others, very limited space in the mainstream media. And you can see very clearly, you know, that uh, that they are being shut off even on social media. Anything that you say that they don't want you, that the Zionists don't want you and the West don't want you to hear, they seem to shut it off. They close down your pages. They limit the number of times you can repost them. There's so much that's going on. So, again, an opportunity, I think, for our people to understand what Palestine is all about. It doesn't, Palestine does not affect Palestine, only affects the whole world. And it's time that we all take back the world, take back our countries from these oppressors. And there's an opportunity, whether you talk about from a business sector and trade, you've given, you've allowed them to infiltrate there's an opportunity that you've now been created. Exactly the same thing with mainstream media, you know. So I think this is a wake-up call. But fortunately, more and more people, if you listen to what the rabbi said the other day, he says that most Jewish people, and that's why, you know, 
when I sent out a message, we must be very careful not to paint all Jews with the same brush, because the majority of the Jews are unliked by even the Zionists. They don't regard them as one of their own. And if you look at them indiscriminately killing people in Palestine, they are killing Muslims, Christians and Jews. They're not just killing the Muslims. So they, 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 they regard the Jews as also an, an opposition to them. So the greatest enemy is the Zionists, together with the likes of Europe, which is and the United States of America, France, Germany, and these people, the UK. And I think you need a collective engagement uh, 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 between all the role players who want to uphold human rights and do the right thing. You can't sit back anymore. I mean, just look at the latest statistics, my brother. I mean, just in the last 24 hours or 48 hours, 2,200 of them have been killed. The total number now killed is going to 20, over 21,000, you know, and 70% of these people are innocent women and children. So there is a plan here to get rid of children in order to try and, and, and uh, uh, eliminate an entire generation. This is exactly, you know, uh, 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 look at the number of journalists that have been died, that have died. But no matter what Netanyahu says, he will continue. So these are some of the things that you can highlight best through the parliaments of the different country, countries in the world. But very importantly, the pressure that is put by the people of those countries, including ours, on politicians and public representatives to do the right thing and come to the rescue of the Palestinian people and all oppressed people all over the world. That is what is important. Yeah, you know, you talk about the algorithms and, you know, eventually, I mean, this whole scenario started, the whole debacle started in Gaza. Uh, the algorithm the, was, you know, the, the Zionists and the American authorities are very red-faced and now they're trying to interfere with it, uh, with all the, you know, different types of uh, influence they have, but they are already getting caught out there also. And, you know, you talk about the United Nations, this farce of what America is doing in cahoots in, in, in supporting the genocide that Israel or the Zionist state of Israel is perpetrating. The only way out, Ahmed, how do we expel uh, U.S. out of the United Nations? Have you any suggestions, any ideas that, that uh, you know what, you get rid of this big shaitan, uh, perhaps uh, we would have had a resolution now and maybe there would have been a permanent ceasefire, Ahmed? It is the reason why I say that these international institutions or organs are toothless bodies because some of these countries have those uh, veto powers and they use those veto powers, which is what the United States. But let me go one step further, Brother Schiff. If you look at uh, the statement made by the Ukrainians at the moment, they say they were able to go to church and things, but they have a serious problem in that. Remember, it's a proxy war created by the United States and Europe through NATO, all right? They are the biggest problem, they say right now, is they don't have arms and ammunition. So the United States created the proxy war, right? Supplied them with arms and ammunition, deserted them right now, but diverting enough arms and ammunition to Israel to massacre Palestinian people. Now, can you look at the, 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 the hypocrisy on the United States of America? They thought by bringing about this war that Russia will diverted attention on to, to, to Gaza and to Palestine so that they can walk over uh, 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 Russia there. 
and that didn't happen. They're diverting their arms and ammunition now to Israel, but at the expense of Ukraine as well. So you can see how devious the United States of America is, and I agree with you. The question is how. The only way I, I can tell you is that the creation of this BRICS initiative by attracting as many countries as possible to create a strong, formidable force and then kick out the World Health Organization, the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, all these institutions, UN, that this gotten toothless bodies, you need to get rid of them on condition that those that you bring on board and those you work on will uphold social equality, uh, 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 social upliftment, uh, uh, and like some of the statements that former president, I mean, current president uh, um, uh, Putin has been making, if that is what it means and it augurs well for the future, if these countries can come and create, you have to. I want to say this again and again, peace, stability, security, social upland, uh, 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 economic growth, uplifting the lives of the majority of the people all over the world can only come, I'm saying it again, can only come if you alienate the United States of America, the UK and those others. And the world has that opportunity. The world has the power. The world has the resources. The world has the skills to be able to do that. So for me, <clears throat> I say that whilst we are targeting Israel and what they are doing, the bigger monster is the United States of America. And we should do anything and everything in our power to unite against that monster of humanity. That is the unite. Bring it down to its knees. There'll be peace all over the world. You allow them to dominate with nothing. They've got nothing, but they dominate the world. If you continue to allow them to dominate, you will not achieve the objective or goals of a peaceful world, a prosperous world. You're not going to get it. And that is what I think. And for those countries, for those countries, particularly Middle Eastern countries, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed each and every one of these, you know, it's a pity I don't want to use the word I feel like using, has blessed them with everything. But instead of taking, no, I'm not asking them to defend any Muslim country because they're not Muslim countries themselves. But I'm asking them to do what is prescribed, and that is to uphold human rights, to respect others, to treat them equally, to feed the hungry, you know, to give chat, to do. That is all we're asking them to do. There's atrocities being committed against your own brothers, and you sit back and relax and continue with parties and festivals and everything else. It can't be acceptable. It can't be okay. So this is what my only fear is, is that in BRICS, we must restrict bringing in people of this nature. On the other hand, you can't isolate them because then they will go and join the the dogs of America. So, you know, you've got to find a balance so that they don't use their influence in the BRICS initiative to the extent that they'll have it their way. But you'd rather use your influence to be able to, as BRICS countries, bring them on the path of righteousness and security, stability, social upliftment, economic growth all over the world, respect everybody with dignity and you, you know, humility, which they don't do. 
I mean, they believe that anything that's not white is, is, is inferior. It's exactly the same as the Zionists feel about their own Jewish people. They're not part of them. Yeah, you know, you're making a lot of sense there. Also, when you look at the, you know, American support for the Zionist state of Israel, so they run amok with the Palestinians. The same support the Americans have for the Indian government, the BJP or Narendra Modi and his government. So they have a free hand in Kashmir, running a racket there, sending in more, you know, Hindu citizens to occupy Kashmir. And then you find that in Pakistan, it was the American influencer that actually had the opposition party, you know, Imran Khan, I mean, move, removed, and slowly but surely helped the goons to come in there, or the caretaker government, which is turning out to be a mafia state, a mafia government, a government like a gangster. You know, they're even hitting men, women, and children, incarcerating a lot of women in, in, in jail they're not letting them talk and Imran Khan himself uh, you know uh, they said his uh, cipher case has been dismissed it's over but they still keep him incarcerated uh, uh, I mean his party is not allowed, uh, allowed to uh, contest elections in few of the uh, provinces in Pakistan and uh, this is all happening they're trying to snatch away papers or you know documentation from other party members what is going on Ahmed? how do you read the scenario this uh, you know gangsterism or this mafia state or these uh, uh, hoodlums coming to the fore no refined uh, decorum no refined disposition Ahmed. it's the power of wealth my brother it's the power of wealth that the west and the colonialists have mastered on how to divide and rule a nation and that's exactly what they've done. Pakistan was on the right path, was coming right. It was going to be prosperous, you know. And then, of course, it did not suit the narrative of the West. Kashmir, India, they are colluding on India because they regard the Muslims as a threat. Although if you saw the judgment of the court in, in, in India on this issue of the uh, Kashmiri people. But... Again, I want to say, if you look at what the wealth of the Muslim population is with 2.2 billion all over the world, if you take the cumulative or collective wealth, why should we ever have a problem? We could be dictating in this world and giving direction. We've got the ethics, we've got the values, we've got the morals, we've got the guidance, we've got everything. But because of the power of wealth, this is how these people know. I mean, look at Africa. It's exactly the same. Africa is the richest continent in the world, but worth nothing. It's all the, its value is in the hands of the West. Everything it's owned is controlled by somebody else. Now, on the issue of Pakistan, yes, Imran Khan has been uh, granted bail, but he's being held on other cases. Uh, you know, so giving him bail on the one was of no consequence because at the end of the day, they're still holding him on others. They can't afford to allow Imran Khan to come. He'll run riot. He will win the election. You know, even if he didn't, if he stayed at home, but was out and was just able to speak from home, he'll win those elections. So they, in other words, it's no different to what you have in KwaZulu, Natal of South Africa. If we can't beat you, we kill you. And exactly the same thing. I mean, how many prime ministers in Pakistan have lost their lives? You know, the influence of the army in Pakistan and how they collude with certain government institutions, government institutions that are linked to 
to the West. So these are some of the problems that we are facing, and that's why Pakistan is not going to come around. Why do you think Pakistan has not developed to the extent that India has? Why has India become one of the manufacturing hubs of the world? You understand, but India is la- Pakistan, sorry, is lagging behind while India is is celebrating and, and successful. It is because of the infighting, the division, and of course the greed and selfishness, and this is what it is all about. So it's not going to get come right anytime soon until you deal with them. Now, my concern in Pakistan is yes, the peoples have been rising, which I liked. You know, they were taking control, but it seems to have died off because of the atrocities committed against the people. They were detaining them without trial. Uh, uh, you know, uh, gagging them, uh, uh, restricting the uh, journalists, uh, journalists from speaking out. So, you know, uh, these are all the atrocities that are being committed. And this gets thrown at us again and again, British. People continue to tell us, even in parliament, they throw it at us. But what's happening in your own Pakistan? Your Arab countries are not supporting Palestine. These are the things that they throw out at them. And my argument is, yes, they're Arab countries, but they're not Islamic countries. That is the difference. You know, if they got Islamic ethos and principles, values and morals, they will not allow anybody, no matter what religion, what gender you are, what color you are, they won't allow anyone to be oppressed anywhere in the world. No, absolutely, Ahmed. And, you know, you talk about, uh, I mean, I look at India for, uh, as an instance. Uh, they are marginalizing, I believe, that uh, throwing away or oh, they are making life difficult for the opposition Congress party. And, you know, out of uh, trivial reasons, they, you know, they just expel them right out of parliament, out of parliament and so forth. But India is, uh, you know, is a case uh, that, you know, I mean, a two-faced case I haven't seen in my life because they're, they're part of BRICS. I mean, it's, it's a big member of BRICS. But then they are so pally, pally with the Zionist Israel and they are so pally with America. I mean, they actually do a lot of uh, the American bidding at their end. With, uh, I mean, even Saudi Arabia, you know, Aramco and, and so forth, but having that American link still very heavily dependent on Israel and America. Uh, this is a, a conundrum. How do you work it out, Ahmad? Well, the Saudi king has already made it clear that he is just going to concentrate on the economic front. What is going to benefit is his country economically. But what he forgets is that all your wealth is, in, if Allah wants to take it away overnight, he'll take it away overnight. All your wealth will mean nothing. You know, I give you a good example. Take the richest person in the world today. Can this richest person sustain himself to the extent that he won't die at all? Can he sustain himself and prevent any human being from dying? Everybody's going to die. Someday they're going to die. They have to die. Say it's in the hands of Allah. So people must not think that you've got a, you are mega rich or super rich that you can buy everything. No, you can't. And of course, you know, I don't know. I I have this feeling that I think, uh, 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 you know, that these countries, these so-called countries are failing to understand the game of politics that the West plays. What is it doing right now? It's creating division between the ummah. There are people even in Saudi Arabia, I mean, the imams that are in jail, you can't open your mouth, you can't say nothing, you can't mention the word Palestine, you can't do nothing. And when they do, they are gagged for the way. But what they are failing to realize, 
that the United States will do all this because now what is it doing? It's causing hatred among members of the Ummah. And eventually when they do that, it will be so easy for them to go and walk all over Saudi Arabia. So I want to say to you, my greatest fear, and I know that Alim's, uh, our leaders have, have a different explanation to that, of the protection of the harm and things of that nature. But I want to tell you that we cannot rule out the fact that these Zionists, these UP West and things, and what they are doing and how they're causing division amongst us, will one day make the very same Saudis their victims, I can tell you now. All those that are colluding, and you can go to the history of it, see, look at Al-Qaeda. Who created them? The United States of America created them. And they came back to bite them. So look at Iraq and Iran. They were supporting arms to the one, okay? Supporting the arms to the one, right, at the expense of the other. But they were saying they were supporting the one, but giving arms to the other one to kill the other one and destroy the other one. Absolutely. How do you do mm. it? So you see the divide and the rule policy of, 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 of these West. Our people are so ignorant that they can't see what is going on, what these people are plotting and planning. And let's be honest about it. To achieve what they want to achieve, they have to divide and rule because they've got nothing to offer. We don't have anything. Uh, we don't have to rely on dividing and rule. We have everything to offer people a better life, uh, you know, live with dignity and, you know, there's so many things. They don't have it. So they have to divide and rule to maintain control. Our people just fall into the trap. That is basically what is happening. But forgetting that someday our people can't even sit back and reflect and say, but hold on, what happened in Iraq? What happened in Syria? What happened there into the different countries of the history? They will see how the West used some of them and then destroyed them in the end. So people can't see it. Or they don't Amanda, know. you know, you bring a... Gee, are you bringing the history of a Regan Gate, Rambo Regan. He was supplying both uh, uh, Iran and... Uh, uh, yeah. uh, what you call that? Yeah, Iraq, yeah. Uh, you know, Saddam and uh, the Khomeini. And uh, they were killing uh, millions. I mean, the millions lost their lives there. But who was laughing all the way to the bank? I mean... I tell you what we need, my brother. We need to create an organization, an organization of all like-minded people and leaders from all over the world to come on a common platform with a common understanding to free the world of slavery, to free the world of domination, to free the world of absolute power and control. That is what we need. We need to identify people, even if it means it must start in our beautiful country and take it to the length and breadth of the world. Our people have got a lot of wealth and I plead with them to make that wealth available. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, but create that conducive environment where we can get the message to, to the length and breadth of the world on what the reality is and how we need to move from this extreme of domination, power, control, causing of mayhem and chaos and division and, and poverty and disease to one where people will all be able to live side by side in peace, tranquility, with growth, with love for each other, with respect for each other. This is what it is about. That's what we need to do. 
We need to create that environment. Again, I want to say the time is ripe to create that environment because more and more people are beginning to understand what it is all about. And what better way? Because those, if you've noticed, Brother Shepherd, that have done everything, even in the Parliament of South Africa, to convince the people that this is a Muslim Christian thing, they failed miserably. More and more Christians and Jews are coming out in support of Palestine. They've never been able to prove one child was beheaded. Women and children that they said were raped, and not one single one were they able to prove. Through all the propaganda, the media, and everything they own, they have actually failed. And now it's an opportunity for us to reflect on their failures and turn it around. Charlie Ahmad already enjoyed your, your chat on uh, Muslim news and Alhamdulillah. Uh, by the way, you know, the updates on uh, your future as, uh, you know, a member of parliament, you've been wheeling and dealing. I know, been talking to many people. Are you at liberty to maybe, you know, express to the millions that love you uh, what's your latest on your or your side uh, or your front, Ahmad? Uh, Jazakallah, Brother Shafat. I can say this, uh, that a lot of progress has been made. A lot of meetings have been convened, even with very influential people all over the, the country. And more and more meetings are going to be taking place in the week, uh, the next week and two. I can assure our brothers and sisters that something has been put in place. And inshallah, this is going to unite us as a ummah and also bring in people from all the other sectors and I think we will become, inshallah, quite a powerful force to be reckoned with in South Africa and protect our interests. So I want to plead with each and every one of our brothers and sisters, come together, let's come together. Let's not divide ourselves into bits and pieces and hand this country over to the Zionists. If we don't unite, I can tell you our freedom of religion not just our freedom of religion. We're going to go back to the days of apartheid. If you see what is happening in the Western Cape right now, how the Zionists, the, the DA is selling off large pieces, tracts of land to the Zionists. They want to create a Jewish state there. But more importantly, I can tell you, we will be in the receiving end if we don't. So we've got the people, we've got the resources, we've got the skills, we've got the integrity, we've got the Holy Quran, we've got the way of life of a Sunnah of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Let us bring those things together in the forefront. Let's have an organization with Islamic ethos, principles, morals and values. And yes, I think we are at an advanced stage right now, inshallah. I think some uh, announcements will be made early in January. Uh, for the benefit of our brothers and sisters. But I want to say to you, please, my brothers, and if you haven't registered to vote, it's very important. A large percentage of the people in this country don't vote. And we can't continue without voting. We have to register to vote. You can do online uh, registration. It's a very simple process. But go out there. Go out there in your numbers. Let us take care of our own affairs, inshallah. Shalom. Uh, yes, uh, before we let you go, your parting words uh, to the listeners uh, this evening. Well, you know, with the number of accidents, my brothers and sisters, please, I, I plead with you. It's not about how you drive. I know many of you are very responsible. It, you have to concentrate on how others drive, how they behave, their recklessness. Alcohol is one of the driving forces. So I want to urge you all to be careful driving the day, rest at night. If you're tired, every two hours, take a break, 10, 15 minutes, go and have some water, you know. 
uh, uh, rest and then move on. That's the least we can do. We've got the next week, I think. And this, remember, from this coming weekend with the Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's night, the day after, which is what they call uh, celebrations, you can see there'll be a lot of drunken drivers on the streets. So I plead with my brothers and sisters, take all the necessary. You'll be shocked. I'll be, I'm in Johannesburg. The number of accidents I have seen is unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. And I think we need to try and prevent that, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for our break. And when we get back, Anwar Kasim will be joining us.